Hello coders, welcome to episode 188 of the How to Code Well podcast. Today we're going to be talking about maintenance mode. We're going to be talking about conferences and the conferences that I might be going to this year. And I've got a list of other conference dates as well for PHP, for JavaScript, for all sorts of things, as well as a bunch of links as well for things that I've just found that I've just found useful over the year. So this is the first episode of 2023. I hope everybody has had a fantastic break. Let's get straight into it and talk about what maintenance mode is. So this is going to be different for different projects, different teams. It's going to be different based on the scale of people working in your team and also what kind of project it is. I know that's kind of one of those stupid answers. It's kind of a it really depends kind of answer, but it, it really does. For me, because there's only one person building howtocodewell.net, which is live, you can join and, and all of that stuff. For me, maintenance mode means just that, maintain, maintaining howtocodewell.net, not actually adding any new features to howtocodewell.net. And I, I want to do this for the first three months of the year. Now, for other people, maintenance mode could be like, They've just done a really big launch of a product and they want to just kind of let everything bed in before they start in adding new features. Maintenance mode also can sometimes mean like a feature freeze. So a lot of people would have had this over the Christmas period where no new features go in and actually there could be a code freeze where no commits go in and essentially no deployments are made over this period of time and it's just a, a sort of a mode a state if you will where the code and the future features are frozen in time ready for the developers to come back in the new year and work on i want to try and change it slightly from that to more of a prolonged period of time like i said it's just me working on this stuff and i have a whole raft of features that i want to do but i think that I would be in danger of doing little bits here and there, new features here and there, and not actually completing anything major. So, and I know that when that was deployed last, I think it was last November, when howtocodewell.net was deployed, it was deployed in the MVP kind of state, and I knew that there were some sort of wrinkles around the corners that needed to be straightened out. That's what I'm going to try and do within this maintenance mode period. And... I have a list of things that I want to achieve. So first of all, we need to get off of Symphony 5.3. We need to get onto Symphony 5.4 and if possible, get onto Symphony 6. Also, we need to get off of PHP 8 and get onto PHP 8.1 or 8.2. This all depends on the dependencies, the package dependencies that howtocodewell.net currently has. I also want to do a bunch of tidying up with how the class architectures sort of hang together. I did a stream last week where we were on YouTube, live on YouTube, where I was adding the final keyword to the classes. And I, I discovered that there was a bunch of issues around mocking where you can't mock a class that has been marked as final. And I got myself into a bit of a bit of a muddle, a bit of a state where I needed to install a package to allow for that to happen. But I couldn't install that package because the the dependency of infection that I use, the infection, the, the mutation testing framework that I've got is too low. 
So I need to in upgrade infection in order to add this new package to allow me to have the final keywords added to the classes that I want to mock out. So there's, there's a lot of sort of cascading things that I want to do. Essentially, maintenance mode is where I am maintaining the site, improving the site, maybe improving the stability, maybe improving the security, maybe improving the performance, maybe improving the the architectural decisions, but not actually adding any new quote-unquote user-based features, any user land features. So I've got features planned for things like searching for content, so searching for courses and tutorial. I've got things based on your coding journey, so creating a coding journey and offering you various different tutorials based on what you're interested in, maybe like a survey, if you will, as in, you know, are you a new developer? Are you a, a an experienced developer? And then offering the, you the content based on those kind of answers that you give to those questions. I've also got other features that I want to do in the future. I want to bring in the code quiz as well. I want to bring in the podcast, but I don't want to do any of that until... I have the maintenance mode period kind of complete. And because, like I said, it's just me working on this stuff, I want to give it at least three months. This is the first maintenance mode period after launch. So I want to give it until probably the end of March. And I would like to think that I could fit in the Symphony upgrade and at least like the PHP 8 upgrade during that time. I'm also going to be looking into things like the testing to see if there's any kind of corners that I can test better. I also want to use the mutation testing framework infection that I mentioned earlier to see if there's any tests that or to ch check the efficiency of the tests that are currently in play. So that's kind of what I want to do. That's what we're going to be doing over the streams in the next few weeks. In fact, I have actually scheduled all the streams on YouTube. So I stream, I should be streaming every Tuesday. So I've scheduled all of the January streams. That's Tuesday at uh, 6 p.m. There will be streams on Twitch. Those will be over the weekend and they will come and go depending on how busy I am on that weekend. I, I kind of want to take a little bit of a step back from streaming over the weekend and I will do that whenever I can, but it's not going to be something that's set in stone like it was last year. Okay. So, oh yeah, I've got, looking at my notes here, there are other things that I want to do in this maintenance mode period. PHP Stan is currently running at level 8. I want to get this to running running uh, at maximum. There's a bunch of UI, minor UI fixes that I want to do. There's ongoing tasks that will be going throughout the year. So, for, in for instance, the content changes. So, I've banged on about this a lot. There's the code code notes, which is like the course notes, if you if you will. These are in a separate GitHub repository and I want to add as much content there as possible because that gets pulled into the next deployment. So there's a bunch of other other things like that. Over the Christmas period, I don't know if anybody noticed, but when I was, I, I kind of tweeted a couple of things. I was planning all of this stuff. I was going through Jira and I was trying to create some sort of critical path to the deployment of the upgraded version of Symfony, and I was like, right, this is the current state of how to code well.net. I need to get it to Symfony, uh, Symfony 5.4. How do I go about doing that? There's a bunch of deprecations that I need to go through. There's other packages that I need to upgrade in order for this to work. There's areas of the code that I need to basically rewrite to allow for Symfony 5.4 to actually happen. 
how do I go about doing this? And I looked at all of the dependencies that needed to be upgraded and, and the way to do all of this stuff. And I was thinking to myself, and I tweeted this, why did I choose Symfony? <laughs> why didn't I choose something that was more of a micro framework like Slim PHP? And I was very tempted. In fact, for about three days, I was reading articles on how to do certain things in Slim PHP, and I was very close to creating a branch for actually doing this. And I was doing. I was very tempted. I, I got up early one morning, and I actually didn't write any code over the Christmas break, which is unheard of because I usually code basically whenever I'm awake, and. I decided this Christmas that I wasn't going to do that, and that's fantastic. In fact, I was doing more tabletop gaming and, and other things. We might get into that in a minute. But I was tempted with Slim PHP. I was tempted to rewrite everything in Slim PHP. And I was like, right, I need a PDO wrapper. Uh, I need something for caching. I need to deal with some form of templating system. I need to bring all of this together in some sort of container, as in like dependency injection. How do I go about doing that? And I started learning about Slim PHP and I was like, yeah, I could just do this. And that means I'm in control over the packages and, and stuff um, more so than what you would be if you were in Symphony world. But then I got to the, I actually got to coming back from the holiday and I was like, right, actually that's a huge amount of work and we've played this game before where i've gone down a rabbit hole and i was like yeah this is such a great idea and then decided against it so we're not going to do that because it's such a time sink it's something that if i was to do this whole project again i would probably do it in slim php but we are where we are we have to accept that we need to upgrade it to 5.4 and we need to upgrade php 8 just gonna have to suck it up and get it done I think moving from migrating from Symphony to something completely different right now is just gonna be such a massive hurdle to, to, to climb and that in my opinion is certainly not quote-unquote maintenance it's a rewrite so let's not even consider that so I snapped myself out of that quite quickly <laughs> Uh, I was getting itchy, you know, I was getting the itch. I was like, oh, this is a new shiny toy. I could play with this. I want to go through some links, some links that I've discovered over the past couple of weeks where I, I've i just been basically enjoying people's articles. So there's one with uh, jo John Doe. This, uh, this is org. This is an incredibly simple website, and it uses... A slide and show sort of technique you know like display none but it's using the target property the pseudo target class to show and hide sections on the website so you actually think that it is a multi-page site but it's not it's actually just using anchor links and targets and it's showing and hiding various different pieces of content that are held in sections go and check out john-doe.neocities.org I'll put a link in the show notes below and just have a look at the style sheet have a look at the html and tell me that's not awesome that is a fantastic way of doing it and actually if I was to if anybody came to me and said I want to build a portfolio and I want to keep it as simple as possible I think I would point you to john-doe.neocities.org john and just say look 
just build sections and do it like this because that is such a clever way of doing it. You're not using any frameworks. You're not using any databases. You're not doing anything that is overly technical. It is just sections of, of the page that you are showing and hiding and it looks as though you're changing the page, but you're not. You're just putting in a hash and then the anchor name, that's all. But because of that pseudo target class in, in CSS, it is targeting and showing that section and hiding the previous one. It's great. I want to give you a link to the infection.github.io guides as well, because this is something that we'll be playing with in the stream. I mentioned it earlier about uh, infection. So for those that don't know, uh, infection is a mutation testing framework for PHP, and it tests the effectiveness of tests. So there's a bit of a spiel here that I'll, I'll just mention off of their website. So mutation testing involves modifying a program in small ways. Each mutated version is called a mutant to assess the quality of a given test uh, test set. These mutants are executed against the input test set <laughs> to see if the seeded faults can be detected. If mutated if mutated program produces failing tests, this is called a killed mutant. If tests are green with mutated code, then we have an escaped mutant. Test suites are measured by the percentage of mutants that they kill. New tests can be designed to kill additional mutants. So essentially what we're doing here is we have our code and we have our normal unit tests. But the unit tests are obviously just going to be testing a single outcome, right? And it could, you could see the code coverage as, okay, it does all of this stuff, that's fantastic. But I bet you in your code somewhere, there's gonna be some form of condition that you haven't actually met. So perhaps it's a parameter that you haven't supplied. Maybe in your test, you've just supplied the default parameter and not another parameter. Maybe you're assuming that the code is always going to accept integers, but actually what happens if you throw it strings or objects or arrays? How is the test going to cope with that? How is your code going to cope with that? And so this is what mutation testing does. It throws all sorts of various different things at your test, at your unit test. And if something, if a mutant escapes, then that's classed as a, a bad or an escaped mutant. That's something that you need to fix. And therefore you would write a test for that particular case. It's great for finding weird edge cases. So that is something that we're going to be playing with on stream in, in the coming weeks stroke months. I also want to give you a link to update.angular.io. I know these are quite random links, but I want to give you this. This is a link that I've been using quite a lot in my day-to-day -day job where I've been upgrading Angular apps and stuff like this. This is fantastic. It goes through a step-by-step -step guide on how to update your Angular application from one version to the next. And it goes into quite depth as to what you need to do. You know, do you need to upgrade Node? Do you need to upgrade TypeScript? Do you need to do all sorts of bits and pieces? Are you using a legacy thing in Angular that doesn't exist anymore and it'll tell you how to alter that and adjust that. It's also got settings for say basic apps and medium apps and advanced apps. I've always used the advanced apps because it gets you more information on how to upgrade it. So that's fantastic. The final link that I want to give you before we get into the uh, conferences is 
jasoncrack.com. So J-S-O-N, jasoncrack.com. This is awesome. So this is like a a visualizer of Jason, but it's different from the traditional visualizers that you might see. This actually gives you a tree. So it's you can either do it from left to right or from top to top down, and it will separate the, the I guess you would call it branches or leaves or whatever of the tree of your Jason structure, and it breaks it down so you can get into the individual parts, and you can actually see it as as a visual tree it's fantastic there are extensions i haven't obviously used them because they're extensions for vs code i don't use vs code and other ids as well but it's great for just seeing if you've got a massive horrible messy json structure and you just want to see how it looks visually and you want to actually focus on portions of the objects if you've got lots of nested objects and lots of nested arrays in your json structure this is a fantastic way of visualizing all of that stuff the other visualizers that i've used i forget them i think it's json formatter they're great but it just formats the code and it gives you the the output which you can read yes but it doesn't it doesn't offer you an insight into the structure, the hierarchy of JSON, which is what this does. So again, I'll leave a link in the show notes below to all of these links, but this is jasoncrack.com. Okay, let's get into the conferences because there is a lot of conferences and a lot of conferences haven't actually put in their conference dates this year yet. So these are the ones that I could find. I'm going to give you this whole list and please note, now are now reading this list <laughs> i should have put it in date order it's not sorry it's in it's sort of grouped by technology so we got php we got symphony we got laravel and we got some javascript as well if you're listening to this and you're like hey pete i am an organizer of this conference or this user group wouldn't it be awesome if you could mention this then drop me a drop me a note go to how to code well dot net forward slash content uh, contact and send me an email with your conference and what you know a little bit of a description about it and the dates and yeah i'm more than happy to mention it on the podcast so here we go right the first one and again this isn't in date order so i'm going to be jumping about we're going to focus on php first so php tech may the 16th to 18th in chicago that is tech.phparch.com Link in the show notes. I tell you what, I'm just going to say it once and once and only. Link in the show notes below for all of these things. So that's PHP Tech. Uh, that is in Chicago. That is May the 16th to the 18th. Then you've got the International PHP Conference in Berlin. That's May the 22nd to the 26th of May. That's phpconference.com. Then you've got PHP Day. So that's 2003.phpday.it that's happening on uh, May the 18th to the 19th we've got PHP UK that's the 14th to the 16th of February that's phpconference.co.uk and then we can move into say the symphony stuff so we've got symphony live that's happening in March the 23rd to 24th that's live.symphony.com forward slash 2023 hyphen then we've got SymphonyCon in December the 7th to the 8th. That's in Brussels. That's live.symphony.com forward slash 2023 hyphen Brussels hyphen con. There's also a Symphony Live in June the 15th and 16th. 
And then we can move on to some Laravel stuff. So we've got Laracon in, Lis in Lisbon. That's the UK, the UK. That's the European uh, Laravel conference. So that's laracon.eu. That is happening on, da, 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 where's my notes gone? The 26th to the 27th of January. So quite soon. Then we've got uh, another Laracon, but this is, I believe this is in the US. So I didn't... Oh, yes, I've got this here. Laracon.us in Nashville. There we go. July the 19th to the 20th. So that's uh, Laracon.us. And then we've got Laracon in India. That's the 25th to the 26th of February. <laughs> so all of this is out of out of sync. I should have done this in date order. So that's Laracon.in. So that's uh, Laracon, Laravel in India. And then we've got some JavaScript conferences. So we've got um, Confs. Well, there's a lot of JavaScript conferences. So what I've done is I've linked to a resource that you could use to find out the different conferences in JavaScript. Otherwise, I'll be here all day going through all of the conferences. It is confs, so C-O-N-F-S dot tech forward slash JavaScript. And you could use forward slash PHP or forward slash Python or what have you. So confs dot tech is the place to go to see other conference dates. The other ones, there's two others that I want to mention. The the, the first one here is wearedevelopers.com. That is the World Conference. We Are Developers World Conference. That's happening on the 27th to the 28th of July in Berlin, Germany. And then React Miami on the 20th to the 24th of April. That's reactmiami.com. It is, unsurprisingly, in Miami being called react miami so there's a lot there and there's many more you know go to that conf site and see what conferences are available and local to you there's a couple of conferences that i am going to this year so if you're going to it let me know send me a message how to codewell.net forward slash contact and uh yeah we can meet up have a beer together i am going to uh where is it php uk so I'm trying to find that on my list. PHP UK, the 14th to the 16th of February. That is happening in London, phpconference.co.uk. I'm also going to try and get to, this hasn't been confirmed, but I'm going to try and get to uh, wearedevelopers.com. That's the first time I would ever go there. They have their early bird tickets on at the minute. 27th to the 28th of July in Berlin, in Germany. I would love to do that. And the next one which I am super happy that I'm, I'm going to go to, is React Miami on the 20th to the 21st of April. So I'm look, really looking forward to that. And you might be thinking, well, Pete, you're a PHP dev. So <laughs> why are you going to React? A lot of howtocodewell.net is written in React. And I'm going to see if I can maybe get some form of work maybe this year in JavaScript land, in React land, in TypeScript land. And the I, I'm going there's a couple of reasons why i want to go to react miami first of all the speakers are amazing and there are a couple of speakers there i've always wanted to see and also i want to improve my skills with react i think react is here to stay for another 10 10 plus years and I, I want to be more invested in that and invested in the javascript community as well not just in php so this is kind of like my my way into that world uh, a little bit more than what it currently is i'm still doing php london right so that's my php fix 
and the wearedevelopers.com I would love to go to because you kind of that's going to be fantastic for networking which is brilliant for contractors right also the talks I've seen a couple of talks that they've did last time in like 2019 and I'm really interested with that and also with the state of the web at the minute where we have artificial intelligence kind of moving in into some of the spaces of web development and using that technology in various different ways. I think it would be fascinating to hear people who are actually within that space working on technologies that use artificial intelligence, machine learning. There might be, I don't know what the lineup is like at the minute, but I would imagine there would be some talks around that. I, I think there'll be really great networking opportunity there. As with all of these conferences, you know, you get what you, you, you get out of it, what you put into it. So I'll be going to all of these or the ones that I've listed, hopefully the, we are developers, the react Miami and the PHP London with the, the with, with the mindset of, I want to come away with people's Twitter names or Mastodon accounts and some, some form of networking, you know, I want to make some, some friends. I want to be more integrated in the community and understand what people are doing in those kind of spaces. And I think react i think php and i think uh, just the general web is going to see some really interesting changes in the next in this year i i believe and why do i say that with php well php is used in throughout many many websites like it it, it it's used in far more websites than you can possibly imagine and so the new technologies, the new ideas, the new industries, the new challenges that are going to be faced with the artificial intelligence or with things like, dare I say, the, the crypto space, Web3, all of that stuff, those are going to be impacting on the PHP space just because how ingrained PHP is in web development. So at some point, PHP will be touched. So I want to keep my fingers on the pulse on on all those aspects. And I think those three conferences, React Miami, PHP London, and We Are Web Developers are a great way to do that. So fingers crossed I can make all that. And I will be talking about those things when I'm there and you know when I'm back from there as well. There's other things in the, in the pipeline from me, at least uh, doing things like user group talks in the future and when they get confirmed i'll let people know and hopefully we can meet up at some point this year and grab a beer and uh, talk about web development in general now i did mention earlier about my <laughs> my tabletop gaming i will leave you with this so this year in well christmas i started to get into uh the old warhammer stuff right i used to be a big warhammer guy when I was, I don't know, when I was a teenager, I used to collect Dark Angels. This is probably going to turn a lot of people off because they'll be like, what? <laughs> you geek. So, yeah, I used to collect Dark Angels and I used to play Warhammer 40k with my brother and friends. And they were like orcs and space marines and all of that stuff and Tyranids and yada, 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 yada. My go to was Dark Angels. And I have got myself into the Warhammer Underworld scene as well. That's kind of my way in. And I've been doing an awful lot of painting of miniatures. Painting, I would say, rather badly painting. 
over the over this Christmas period. And I actually did a bit of painting the other day on a work day, and I did that on my lunch break. So I had lunch for for a half hour, and then for the for the rest of it, I just sat down and did some painting. And you know what? That is incredibly therapeutic. So therapeutic because you're you're using your hands, you're not thinking about code and you've you've just had lunch so everybody's happy like that is it's great and normally what i would do is i would either sit down and read a book or watch some tv or what have you but i actually dedicated like half of my lunch break to painting a, a miniature and i i must say i'm not painting them very well <laughs> i'm not painting them very well at all i'm basically starting afresh I've also started getting into other games, tabletop games as well. So Pandemic, we played a lot this uh, this Christmas. There was a Harry Potter uh, board game as well that we played. And I'm trying to get into as... as uh, this is a, a difficult thing for me to try and get into because the rules are just uh, very confusing for me. But I'm trying to get into Magic as well. I have Magic on my phone, the Magic the Gathering Arena which I'm trying to grasp. And yeah, it's uh, it's been great. It's so nice to not have to code when you're on your downtime. So I don't know how this is going to affect how to code well because I'm on my downtime from work, I am working on howtocodewell.net and I've already seen a drop in the amount of commits that I do just generally in the evening and the weekends because I'm doing other things. I'm doing other hobbies, I guess you could call them hobbies, yeah. But I think I think mentally i i'm better off for it <laughs> so we'll see how it goes anyway thank you ever so much for watching or listening happy coding everybody i'll see you again next week or i'll see you on the next youtube stream which is next tuesday at 6 p.m i'll have i'll let everybody know on discord so howtocodewell.net on discord if you want to get in contact please do if there's any of these conferences that you're going to if there's a conference that i haven't mentioned and you want me to mention later then let me know as well howtocodewell.net forward slash contact and of course if you wanted to you could sign up to howtocodewell.net because this year i'm going to be putting in all sorts of different new content new courses and all sorts of good stuff Thank you ever so much for watching. Happy coding, everybody. Take care of yourselves. Cheers. Bye-bye.